Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Damn Well Fellas and all those podcast listeners far and wide across the nation. Across the seas. The podcasts. The podcasts. <laughs> we should call them the podcasts. That stole from uh, Adam Buxton. That's that's his thing. Tell Adam to come and speak to me and we'll see who's got rights to it. You come and speak to me. A podcast battle. A cast off. Who can do the best links? <laughs> Back for another week. Um, it's starting to... Have you got fucking gloves on? No, it's just my t-shirt. thought I was speaking to OJ Simpson himself. <laughs> <laughs> it did not fit Glove did not fit Aye that's fine I just wondered why the glove was Was appearing What's been happening this week Fellas Yeah well, we were at the studio Oh that's right Cast our mind back Just a few days Essential work took place The three amigos united once again It was magical It was great to see you guys in person Obviously we've been talking via this Nothing beats the 7D experience Nah it was class man Definitely, man. Being with my friends again. I like to, I like to return to going to your house and then phoning you, saying I'm outside, and then smoking a fag on your doorstep, waiting you coming out. It felt just like old times. Hadn't done that for a year. That used to be the routine. We'd say a time. Jamie shows up half an hour later. He phones me, saying he's having a fag. I then take another twenty minutes to come to the door. <laughs> so by this time, we're nearly an hour late. Oh. <laughs> so that time he's <laughs> smoked a few fags. It's infuriating. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dice is there, bang on the money. <laughs> Me and or, and or anyone else, like if we're going on tour or whatever, bang on seven, you're in the, like, like your bed yet, Jamie hasn't bothered to leave with you. <laughs> oh, t- t- tardiness. <laughs> but hey, the, the, the tea doesn't boil without the kettle, as they say. <laughs> it does not. Um... So, aye, that was good. That was really good to see you sitting in that step again. Great to see Big Paul as well, a former podcast himself on the cast to connect. To see you playing the drums, Jamie, was uh, phenomenal. It was. It was actually. It was was phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed watching you play the drums. Same, same. 
I imagine you enjoy watching me drive as well, Jamie, driving <laughs> over. Aye. <laughs> I enjoyed watching you watching me play the drums. I kidded on that I was, uh, I couldn't see, but I just put my hair over my eyes, but I could... You could see fine well the full time. We filmed uh, a couple of wee videos that we'll put up for the legions of fans. Multi-angle Jamie's drummings. I actually listened to the first time I listened to our own podcast, uh, an episode, the last one, and the way down the road there. And there's the bit at the end where we talk about <laughs> TikTok videos. <laughs> and then we spoke about how we were going to do 50 and then upload them sporadically throughout the weeks. And then you made a comment, watch this, I bet we don't ever even do any. <laughs> we don't even open the app. And you were absolutely on the money. <laughs> Did not even open the app once, nor speak of it. Didn't cross our minds at any point. The TikTok fans will have to wait. Once we've got something to promote, once we have a new song out, if we want to reach more people... That is a way to do it. Or or if you that's listening to this just tell five people that have never heard of us about about us, then we don't need to do TikTok. How about that? Yeah, that's amazing. We could call it passing the pod. Passing the pod. I actually think I've stole that from the Peter Crouch one. I listened I listened to that podcast that we did as well, and I think they passed the pod. <laughs> we passed the pod. Adam Buxton. Buxton passed the pod. <laughs> people can just steal par. <laughs> we'll stole Blind Boy's piano. We'll need to do DMT at some point. I like Joe Rogan and then that's us completed the <laughs> podcast journey. But um, I passed the pod. There you go. Tell five people about it. Just about the band or the podcast or both. Well, you, you could open up with this saying, <laughs> uh, you, could, you could text somebody saying, hi mate, what are you up to? <laughs> and they could text back. And then, and then they would say, you, fuck all. And you go, actually, pretty mad. I've just discovered this band called the La Fontaines. Now there's three of them. Very energetic live performances. Obviously, we're in a position where we can't see them at a gig. We, we could we could pre- prepare the phraseology or whatever. We could put together a, a template, yeah, yeah. template text. Well, I, I, I think it kind of goes a bit like this. You know, like we obviously we can't see them, but don't worry, mate. You can check them out on the podcast. They have over forty-five episodes. Um, <laughs> really funny stuff. Some of the finest comics. Young comics in, in the country. <laughs> Excellent interviews. After you've listened to all forty-five episodes, go back and st- <laughs> go, back, go back and stream all three of their albums. Let us know if you like it, <laughs> and just do that to five people. Do that to five people, and then we won't need to do TikTok. Check out these forty-five episodes. <laughs> listen to all of them, mate. Here's <laughs> <laughs> a band you've never heard. They listen to forty-five hours worth. That's what you think. Them talking shit. Hey, mate. Aye, <laughs> tell five people. Spread the word. Spread the love. And we we don't need to do TikTok. I'd say if I was doing TikTok, which would be relieve my anxiety. I must say. It really would, it really would. But if you don't do that, then we're gonna need we're gonna need to get together and make fifty videos 50 in the space videos. of one day and upload them at regular day intervals for about three months. That's the, the harsh <laughs> reality of that. Also keep sending in your questions for the cast. A lot of people asking questions and we don't get back. But do do not be de- do not be deterred because one day we might. You need to understand we get over um like five or six messages a day there's only three of us there's only three of us so so right away there's there's messages there that just can't be gotten to Akashi I, I have a thing to talk about so maybe I don't really know how to explain it though but I do have a two minute video we could watch about about it 
Uh, it's called NFTs. Have you heard of this? Is this the thing Kings of Leon are doing? Kings of Leon have done it. Grimes has done it. Uh, a bunch of people have done it. It's like selling your art. For cryptocurrency. Kind of that. Your art becomes the cryptocurrency. Kings of Leon have just released their album today. From what I read, they are, they're selling certain a certain amount of this as NFT, correct? And you can get like things like front row seats to every tour forever. Stuff like that, aye. But you buy this this one, it's called NFT, is a non-fungible token. And you own this unique thing. And it's held the same way as cryptocurrency is held. But like, that one's a wee bit, wee bit different. People are just doing it with just songs. So you own the rights to this song. And people are selling them. Like Mike Shinoda sold one for like 30 grand. Grimes made 6 million, apparently. Uh, with all these unique like unique songs that have not been released or anything. The Mike Shinoda one, I think, is on streaming services and stuff. But you then own the rights to the song, you get all of the publishing, you get everything, but it's held in this, like, blockchain type thing. Wow. So, so... <laughs> so you're right, you're thinking what I'm thinking, and Jamie might be thinking it too. <laughs> I wonder if the podcasts have clocked on. <laughs> you have my attention. Let's create something completely unique and make six million. Okay, Let's, as simple as as simple as that. It's, it's so, it's kind of like it works like an auction as well, so it's like... However willing one person is to pay for it, then then they can get it kind of thing. So how much are the listeners willing to pay? We could also do a bit of market manipulation. We could say to somebody, you bid. Like eBay. <laughs> like eBay, I like <laughs> like I do everything I put on eBay. <laughs> say to my uncle, right, you put 200 quid in it. <laughs> and then if it doesn't go. <laughs> Nothing lost. <laughs> we'll just no sell it. I've, I've made quite the pretty penny on eBay doing that, I'll tell you. So we could do the same way. I don't know, I don't know if uh, cryptocurrency seems to be quite a... Tighten it, security around it. Well, aye. So, I mean, what was the video saying? Oh, it was just—it was just kind of explain what I've just explained to you there, but in a better way. <laughs> what about <laughs> we, do, we, do, we could do an album that's cash only? <laughs> <laughs> so you can only get the album if you send us hard cash, <laughs> like an envelope. <laughs> Need to send us like a tenor, a tenor note. We ain't got all the car boot selling. <laughs> Yeah, there might be something in that, some sort of promo stunt. <laughs> Maybe. Then a, then a, a, wee, a wee busking tour of car boot sales. <laughs> I like how people get an insight to all our money-making schemes on the cast. <laughs> None of them ever come to fruition anyway. <laughs> no, we never, we never do anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we don't have any money. <laughs> um, aye, but that's another great. Somebody wants to bump that idea, the car boot tour. Hold on. Hold on, there's my door getting rattled. Oh-ho. Oh, a package has been delivered to, to the man himself. A live unboxing? <laughs> don't know what it's about, but it's a, a supply drop of grenade bars. <laughs> <laughs> is it for you? No. No. I can take a good guess what grenade bars are, but let's hear it from the horse's mouth. I think they're like, I like high protein bars. Right. Wait a minute. Let, let's stop talking about. It. If they don't pay us a penny, we don't. We don't oh, speak true. on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can maybe so. you can bleep out the, the brand name. That's <laughs> a good delivery of nothing. <laughs> right. Hit the tune. What have you got for us this week? I don't know. Good. <laughs> for uh, there was the exclusive Jamie's journal that dropped 
and the the Patreon at the end of February there. Why? What, what one was that? It was dated the 22nd of February. I don't know. And either will the listeners. The only way you'd find out is if you subscribe to the <laughs> Patreon. This is what day we on the day the 5th. This is the 3rd. What day that was. Yesterday in the day has been Congo in the Democratic Republic of Congo. As a few sources have claimed, the latter of the two is potentially the wealthiest country in the world by far, but sadly is one of the poorest on the whole planet. It's absolutely fully copper and all these precious metals. Because the infrastructure is that bad, most population centres need to get access by the Congo River. It was just by chance there that on RT News that a village in the former Zaire had found this mountain that's crammed with gold. There's thousands of these poor Congolese hacking away at this big bit of hill. It's total bedlam as far as health and safety goes. The world's superpowers have been trying to get in about it for years. One profitable mineral, which the big guys are able to extract though, is cobalt, which gets used in their mobile phones. The foreign companies pay the local labour, barely fuck all, and give this country pretty much the same in tax revenue. There's also a lot of slave history in this part of the world, with people getting shipped to the New World, but also Arab traders taking them along in the caravans. Seems to be quite a lot of caravanning going on in the olden days. My mum and dad used to have a caravan as well, but instead of doing sub-Saharan slave expeditions, it just remained stationary near a quaint wee park in Stranraer. <laughs> Much like my parents' caravan, I've also been flirting with the idea the past few days of getting some sort of structure built out my back. It was just a wee shed or a hut initially, but the idea has morphed and my budget's increased by 300%. At first I was going to pay about £200 for a wee shed, just to keep stuff in, but now I'm getting Facebook and Insta advertisements about these new things that are all the rage in Lockdown, a summer house. I keep looking at that bit up the back and fantasising about having a wee studio bit, and the summer house seems to be the very ticket, but they're a lot dearer. I'm now prepared to pay... Run a bit of grand, but hopefully less, on this proposed structure. Findlay, who manages the band, has invited me to a Facebook group that's welcomed me with open inboxes. It's all these middle-aged men, how they've built their respective man caves. There's quite a bit to take in, so I'll do my research and no be too hasty. ETs came in for work there and told me one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. It's one that you need to hear her explain, or at least know her to get the picture but I'm going to attempt to try and write this down. She came in and she was like, you'll never guess what's happened. I'd have never thought this was possible ever. This is so comical to me, and I get that religion and death are involved, but I firmly believe that you've, you've lost it if you can't see the humour in what's happened. So basically, this man who's in the COVID ward at the hospital is on his end of life care. He's an elderly Asian guy whose family are all in London, and nobody can make it up here to say bon voyage to the old fella. E.T. to her great, kind credit has went to the in-hospital priest known as the chaplain, seeing if there was anything that could have been done. The chaplains went round to see the guy and he spent about half an hour in the room with all the PPE on, saying prayers for the guy who can't really talk. Obviously a lovely gesture and everybody in the ward agrees. There's only one God, explains this priest, telling these nurses about how Jesus is a prophet in Islam as well. They're all fascinated by this, and E.T. has went to lengths to get an iPad and a wee speaker 
and plays the Quran off of YouTube. Another excellent display of compassion. The nurses are all looking through the window, noticing the guy responding at the Quran. Satisfied at doing their bit, they get back to the shift, and later on this pharmacist guy called Omar comes in to dish out the drugs or whatever it is. Omar's in with the old man, and he comes back out bemused, asking E.T. why the Quran has been played through a wee speaker. She asks Omar if that was a problem. He says it's not a problem. It's only that he's never met another Muslim man with the name Singh. Poor Mr Singh. As a devout Sikh, he spent his last hours alive in his current body, getting played to off a Roman Catholic priest, then getting played the Quran through a Bluetooth speaker. It's a, it's a fine thing that Sikhs believe they'll get reincarnated. I've no idea how the priest of all people didn't click on. E.T. said that Mr. Singh had a fucking turban on the bedside table. She says she knew she should have phoned me first. Fuck me, the way she tells her story is like nothing else. Loveliness personified. I'd like her to be looking after me in my deathbed. Would be a scream. I think that if God does exist, he's got the most divine sense of humour. There's no way I could ever do that story justice. I've asked her if she'll just repeat it to me when I'm about to croak it so I can go absolutely buckle. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. March the 4th be with you. <laughs> International Book Day. I think the only actual bit of reading that I got done today was reading a bit of the COVID jabs aftercare pamphlet as I was ripping off a bit to use as a roach. Today's been a non-event. This is one of the ones where folks say, what's happening, fuck all. I definitely concede that happenstance was at a new uncharted territory and fuck allness. Dangerous levels of groundhog dedication. Eat, sleep, run, repeat, it feels like. I had a big joke with Nicky in the morning, who's recovering for the shin splints. I'm actually injured myself. Been playing the drums yesterday, I've obtained a blister on my left Peter Pointer. This poor little puppy was nearly ready to throw in the towel at one point, but of course the big bad angry wolf came out and my sheer untamed testosterone <laughs> flowed out of my spirit into this Peter Pointer and I executed my parts with expert precision. <laughs> Today but, it's sad as fuck. The blisters burst, leaving my exposed flesh and blood open to hostile environments which have included washing the dishes and eating a packet of salt and vinegar hula hoops Ooh. Oh diddums I've tried my best to strap up my war wounds with a roll of micropore found in the drawer of all requirements The drawer of all requirements only opens up when you walk past it three times and are in desperate need of something I had to clamber through mountains of takeaway menus swim the seven seas of bygone phone chargers, and also battle scores of pugnacious batteries. The worthy are always rewarded though, and the micropore tape gets presented to me on top of a bed of multicoloured bungee cords that were nestled in amongst the Allen Key jungle. <laughs> a good few circumferences of the finger does the trick, protecting it from further harm, but this renders my finger useless for my other activities. I put in a fairly solid attempt to get a plink and a plonk in, but the guitar was too painful, and the piano was like starting with nine men because your best striker, Peter Pointer, 
Canny play because he's dressed as a mummy covered in micropore. Eventually I succumbed to my injuries and I had to have a wee nap. Passed out in shock, no doubt. I woke up about half six covered in sweat. But this is only because I left the heat in on full. And then that, that's all. Nice. A story and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was yesterday because nothing had happened. Like, I couldn't be bought then, so I, I, I don't know, I managed to write a big paragraph there on a blister. Ah, well, that's good going. That's all part of it, isn't it? It's, 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 uh, it's really trying to see how much juice you can squeeze at the old. I've, I've absolutely rinsed the, the recycle, like, because I've been putting out the bins on a Saturday, so it's like I've rinsed. There's so much. So much content and non recycling. <laughs> <laughs> I've wrote so much about the bins. <laughs> Have you got any ideas what you'll call your book? No, but there's a there's like a picture. My first day at school. Mm-hmm. It just says uh, Jamie Keenan, age four, and then it's just like a mad fucking drawing, like a self portrait. Mm-hmm. But I quite like that as the picture. The cover. So that's the artwork. Aye. But what? But what Aye, about the title? I don't know. Sign along lines of back to school. Even though the school's becoming less and less a party, what I'm doing, but that's still the. I'm sure that the title will reveal itself as you get on. We're still on at March. Aye, <laughs> mm-hmm. aye, there's a couple of times I've wrote something and I was like, that should be that, called that, be that or title. that should be the, the, the subheading or something. What about Carol Can, my best friend? <laughs> Carol Can, age four. Right, I think what we'll do is we'll jump into a conversation with our next guest this week's special edition. Uh, a crooner, a former boxer, and a man who identifies with a fox straight after the break you've got Luke Wolverine Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
first thing we observe is Luke's got himself a severely musical background behind him there. He's sitting, there's a harp, there's uh, looks like some fucking drum cases there. It's all for sure, like. The boy lives and breathes music. I never leave this room, never. I haven't for about a year anyway. Is that your studio? I, I'm actually staying at my girlfriend's, uh, girlfriend's bit, so... Commandeered the room, just staying over, eh? It's the op- opposite in my house. It's like, I, I had a spare room and then it's like, I've got to turn into my wee studio, but then... Yeah, it's like my girlfriend's cupboards. Honours <laughs> <laughs> of cupboards. My bird's tried to kind of make it. She's painted me a, a picture of Andre 3000, like my favourite rapper earlier. But nice. we were talking, discussing that I'm maybe going to be allowed some shelves. So pretty buzzing <laughs> about that. Pretty buzzing for the shelves to come in the new year. Fucking hell, man. It's exci- exciting. <laughs> Big developments in the household, boys. Anyway, look, I first came across you. you. Oh, fuck's sake, man. Don't don't cut what, what, in. And, uh, who's in our view? Exactly. <laughs> You <laughs> <laughs> only answer one question at a time, lads, alright? <laughs> right, go, you answer that one and then I'll tell you about me. I'm, a, I'm in Whitburn. I'm Faye Bathgate. Right. But my birthday's stays in Whitburn, so I'm just been here since lockdown. No left. What is going on in fucking Bathgate? Why is there so many people spawning that are successful? And how do I get to relocate there? <laughs> There's a few things up for sale, isn't it? Uh, I don't know, man. I just think I've been asked that. You get asked that loads because obviously, like, Lewis Capaldi's fucking t- taking over the world. It's not. Is Lewis from? Is Lewis from there? Eh? Nice. <laughs> I can't know. It's fuck. I, I can <laughs> picture the only question you're getting asked if you're you're in the snuts is like, do you know Lewis then? My f- full dream. My full dream growing up was to be called Lewis Capaldi's pal. Like, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to mention it one time, so let's just get it out the road. He's doing very well, and I'm. Uh, I, I assume you know him and your pals, and that is great. That is. It's the best. Let's talk about <laughs> you, though. Let's talk about you. When I when I was growing up, running about here, there was like a big indie scene. Like my older brothers were in bands, and so was Capaldi's big brother, and they actually hated each other. It was a big big rivalry, eh? like in the indie scene. It's a small town wars, but I think it's just like me, Mrs. Nuts and Lewis just looked up to the boys playing in Bathgate and that scene and wanted to be part of it. And then when we grew up, there, there wasn't really a scene anymore, so you had to fucking work a lot harder for it to go to, go to Glasgow and play the gigs. But I don't know, it's weird. There is there is loads of music here. Like I remember we done a festival in Bathgate. It was in the, in the town centre. Uh, the precinct. Remember that, Jamie? We've got we've got twice. Well, there was see back when we started. Look, this is like about ten years ago or something. Right. And we, we we had a gig in Bathgate. We turned up in the van, and it was a, it was after an old forum game. It was like this all day gig. I think it was at the room at the tap. That oh, that. Aye. aye. But 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 before my time, like I think it doesn't exist anymore. But it was it was there, and we turned up, and it was aye, just like. Precinct. We opened the van. There was all these guys turned, uh, just like appeared at the van that were just oh, they weren't there. They weren't there for bands right. or whatever. Just like old film guys, uh, and it was just like smashing glasses all the car park. It was, and it was the only time. It was the only time we've done this. But we, we actually just like as soon as we got set, it was just like oh, yeah. we're not yeah. playing here, aren't we? No, but, but, we just but before away. my time, like <laughs> we <laughs> fucking shot it. it. We just, we just. That's the only gig we've ever dinged. We just, we just left. We returned uh, about. Five years ago, we played in like the town centre. It was across from the Greggs. I think I might actually, I think I might actually seen these. By the way, I think I was there watching, and right, right in front of Greggs. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> it was it, the two of my worst experiences in my life, Bathgate. So it's, it's a, it's a strange place. Like folks say, it's a hit or a miss, but it's sometimes a miss or a miss. Bathgate, like definitely a miss. 
I, every time I was there, I felt like I could have got hit. Never mind hit or a miss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why there's so many good acts coming for it, man. Just the pure theory playing in front of the crowd. Absolutely. Aye, aye. Yeah, there, there will be something in that, most definitely. So, I first came across you, you were on the show then, the BBC tune. Aye, aye. And I'd first heard Terribly Beautiful. I first I'd heard of you, first I'd heard your voice, and... Uh, very similar like with Bo Anderson last week like I was just sort of like I might as well listen to this guy for a, for a talk about him kid on I know loads of stuff about him and mate I was I was blown away I was like this is phenomenal for somebody so young oh, to have a voice like that I, I, I've actually I've listened to you for a wee while just in my own right Aye. like lyrically and stuff you're, you're a very good writer oh cheers thanks very much Tell me about it, man. How did it, how did it start for you? You said your brothers were in bands. Were they in any bands we would have known? Doubt it. The Harringtons was where my oldest brother was in, but they weren't, they weren't big. Like, I thought they were amazing at the time and wanted to get get in the band. But my brother was obviously not going to like his wee brother in the band, but he's kinky still now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, started the music when I was well young. Like My papa was... He was a singer in the military, like, sang to soldiers. That's interesting, man. Very interesting because you could easily place you and your music from that time. Well, that's that's exactly it. He, he taught me, I'm talking for like two-year-old, he used to, like, obviously karaoke and that in the living room. But he'd have me listen to Sinatra and Dean Martin and mm-hmm. kind of like the rap pack and all that. And he would, even then, my papa sings, he's like 86. He's got Alzheimer's and that, but he fucking still holds him up. He, uh he got me into playing the trumpet at first because he was in the brass band in that day so I started off playing the trumpet and then I got on to when I was a wee bit older and realised I could I wasn't much so much of a shite bag I could sing in front of folk I ended, <laughs> ended up learning to play the banjo and started a folk group with my brother <laughs> What was he called? Uh, Atlantic City <laughs> <laughs> Watching too much Boardwalk Empire right? <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I've been listening to Mumford and Sons a couple of times before. I fuck it, we can do that. Piss easy. But and then for that, just after school, what to I done all the solo stuff, even in Bathgate, like sneak into bars at like 13, 14, 15 year old kid when you're 18. Obviously, one 18, never had a pub in my chin or anything. So started a band, rhythm and blues band, and then that's the boys that I play with now. We've, we've kind of just evolved all the time. It's obviously from your papa you get the influence, uh, like the crooners. But it, it's it's just dead ironic because it's so so much a throwback and, and old school sounding, but it feels so fresh. Yep. Maybe because it's so different. I tried to. I've got weird like mixing music that I like. Like I love like fucking Led Zeppelin and old blues kind of tunes like BB King and that. And I thought like, what if you could mix like Frank Sinatra, but with the band of Led Zeppelin? That'd be fucking pretty shit hot. Nobody's ever done that before, so I thought I'd try that. The songs I've I've heard looks say. Uh... I've only heard the handful of them, but it reminded me that, like it could it could have been in Django Unchained. Well, that's that's kind of I love that. Like see, like Peaky Blinders kind of soundtrack, too, like all oh, they kind of mm-hmm. tunes. I've always wanted to kind of replicate the kind of songs, like kind of like Nick Cave and that. Just aye, brilliant man. Kind of dark, kind of dark, darker kind of rock. But is it familiar bliss? Aye, I had the same thought. I was like, this could be in a fucking Tarantino film or something Familiar Bliss I liked a lot just for li- the lyrical content it's funny It's funny that uh, Familiar Bliss one because that's I wrote that when I was like 16 year old see that that makes me annoyed because that's w- <laughs> you're way above your years now <laughs> but hang on it's slow about, the fuck down it's about the bird that I went out with like primary school right so I've obviously got a new bird now I've been there for like 6 years 
And loads of folk uh, like that familiar bliss and always want to hear it, but I stopped playing it obviously because I've gone out with my missus. Yeah. She, she calls it familiar piss. She fucking hates it. Eh? <laughs> 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 but I can't put it on the back burner for a while, but it comes back out now and again. Right, gig. It was like last year. I were obviously on that BBC show I was doing. You were starting to get a wee bit of buzz going. And then the whole fucking world stopped. Did that feel that it killed your your momentum? Yeah. Because you just sold out King Touch as well and something silly, like, I don't know, what was it, 12 hours or something like that? I mean, for an, an, an un... I don't know if you're unsigned. Are you unsigned? Are you signed to a yeah, major now? It's unsigned, there. So for an unsigned act to do that... Um, is quick and stuff. It's like it's big news, and the prestige it comes with selling at a King Tut's venue. I mean, that's the first step on the week in a ladder of Scottish success. I think it was March last year when the lockdown started, and I was I was doing in London at a writing session with a guy. So just I'd been with a few folk writing, and then got on the train to come back up to Bathgate, and I'd started the sale of the King Tut's tickets as I got on the train, like put them live. Mm-hmm. By the time I got to Bathgate, they were sell out, and I was like, fucking full train journey. I was on Instagram, like, begging myself up, and I'm like, I'm fucking here, I'm taking scalps, I'm coming for the club. I'm taking scalps. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, got to, <laughs> got to the band practice a couple of weeks later, and I'm saying to all the boys, I'm like, this is your, this is your time, like, fucking took G and everybody up. And then folk were, it was like, on the news a wee bit about COVID, and I was like, mm-hmm. it'd be fucking wild if this is your big moment, and the world shut down and I'm leaving Kerry and it was like five days later world lockdown mm. I had the same part I, I, I came down to London three days before lockdown happened giving it it's going to be my city see you'll be huge see you know what I mean <laughs> three days later right. national lockdown been stuck in the gaff ever since madness but you sneak on me I imagine it's gave you a great opportunity right well aye exactly. at the very start like, there's, there's one or two ways it could go at the start I was, it was like a big shock and I was like could have went downhill very quick and got depressed and like being like fuck, I'm, we're fucked here. But we done, I'd, I'd done the mere writing I've ever done my full life. Uh, we put on like a live stream gig, sofa thon sing along. Oh, thing. did you? And how, and how did that go? It was quality. We done. Uh, I think it was like three three days. Why the days was a twenty four hour stream? Was playing at like four five in the morning, which <laughs> I fucked up a bit because there's a wee boy like thirteen year old playing at four in the morning. His mom's messaged me like, "Why you put him on thirteen? <laughs> He's got school in the morning. And I was like, fuck, you should have told me, man. He's going into maths half asleep <laughs> next day. But uh, I ended up uh, talking to Kyle Faulkner through that. Cause he, he ended up doing it. And then he, terribly beautiful, he sent me like a verse and a chorus for that. And was like, oh, I've got this tune. Do you want to like, co-write it with me? was terribly beautiful we written, written with Kyle. Oh, fuck, so was. Yeah. I mean, I'd done the link. I fucking spoke about yeah. that. That's right. Eh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it yeah. was... And it's a, there's actually a duet version of me and him that never got released. He, his vocals got cut out it for some reason. We ended up deciding. <laughs> oh shit! Was the was the man decision? I think it sounds better with him, but it was just the timing of it and that for some reason we weren't doing it. But uh, I ended up. I think wasn't it terribly beautiful? It got the number one. It was Dead Man's Blues got number one in Scotland. That's when I like during lockdown. That's when I was like, fuck, this might actually be happening. Yeah, uh, nice. But then no. Now at the end, see now it's like, I thought after New Year it'd be like, right, all systems go, now you're sitting here waiting, it's just like, I can't even mind if I can sing anymore. Yeah, oh, you'll yeah. definitely be able to sing, man. But I mean, we had that discussion <laughs> the other week, I don't, I don't know what to like, we go, your next gig is the Academy in, in August, and I don't know what to like, do with my hands or anything like that anymore, like if I'm singing, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, 
Jamie, had Jamie playing drums? I t two days ago, I've got a... See, because I've, I've not played for ages, I've got a blister in my finger there. But, Oof. like, see, by the... After playing for a few years, it was nearly at a point where it's like... Because the blister had burst, the stick was rubbing against it, it was like... I don't know if I... I don't know why to be a drummer anymore. If I can, if I can keep going, <laughs> this is too much for us. Might be. Even like everybody, the, the first gig back's going to have the same pattern. Everybody's going to be like, oh, lockdown's a bit mental, eh? Go up to Bathgate for a warm-up gig. Good luck. What's the plan for you then, like in terms of releases and stuff? Are you waiting to see when we come out of this and you go from there, or because your your King Touch gig will be rescheduled? Well, it's, I think it's rescheduled for September. I think that's going to be. Cause we, we've got. We had a gig planned with Lewis doing in Lytham. It's like a big festival. Uh, it's like 20,000 folk or something, which would have been minted, but it's j like July, but I don't know if it's going to happen or not. But uh, I'm really just lo looking at King Tuts, but releases, I don't know, because we released, I released us tune uh, just a couple of months ago, Stand Up, and it done was shite, like on Spotify numbers and that, compared to the last ones, I'm like thinking of folk just folk just can't be asked when in there. Like they can't be asked sharing anything or listening to music there. So I'm gonna wait to wait till lockdown's done, test the water, see what's happening and then go for there. See if anybody's interested in signing me first. Is it is the goal to try and get signed or is it to be independent and do it or is it just to keep putting music out and see what happens, go go at that? To be fair, I've had I've had offers for folk. I've, when I've been down to London just before the last lockdown spoke to some folk but I'm doing everything I need to do right without anybody's help. The, the only reason I'd ever sign to somebody is if like for a, a boost of money to like take it to the next level, you know what I mean? But right now it's just writing songs, you can do that for fuck all, for, for your for your bedroom. So yeah. Where does Lavolpe come from? Where, where, where's the surname from? Which, am I right? Is it something to do with foxes? Do you love foxes? Lavolpe <laughs> is, in fact, Hold on, right, you'll be able to see this in the podcast, but I'll show you it for here. Two seconds, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a fox. <laughs> so this is... My, da my dad's from Aberdeen, right? I don't really speak to him that much. And, eh... Uh, <laughs> I got... Well, I speak... That's came out wrong. That came out wrong, I didn't I'm just it. laughing. You don't speak to him because he's from Aberdeen. Uh, but, eh... Uh, I go to, uh, when I go to Scottish number one, he's like, oh, I've sent you a present. I'm like, fuck it, there's maybe some money or something. Fuck it, bottle of wine or something, something nice. And he sends me this <laughs> fucking stuffed fox that's smiling away at you, man. But, <laughs> <laughs> so that gets hidden behind the drum. But, eh, uh, it's just, uh, Lavolpe means the fox in Italian. And I've got absolutely no Italian in me whatsoever. But <laughs> just had, this is where folk, this is where folk, eh, uh, I think I'm a total weirdo, right? But I've just got this thing, right? I don't know if any of you have ever had it, but you ever like highlighted something in your brain, right? Sometimes I call it like a glitch in the matrix, right? Mm -hmm. See if you hear like a word you've never heard before. Mm -hmm. And all that week you hear it. Aye, 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 aye. So like, for a young age, I thought, and I've lit, I'll go into this in a minute, but I was like, Foxy's mean son to me. Like, I'm just like, it's good luck charm, right? And I'm talking, all week I see them everywhere. Like, Shop Wendy's on a pillow, or on like a doormat, or I don't know, fucking a present for my dad. Uh -huh. you know I mean, that's about a forced one. But <laughs> I then found out for my ma a couple of months ago, she was going through like well primary one stuff, and Ken how 
you get like your coat hanger that you put your jacket on when you before you go in the class. She'd kept all mm-hmm. that stuff, and mine was a picture mm-hmm. of the fox, a fox on it. So that's obviously I've said in my head when I was a wee boy, I'm the fox, and it's just stuck ever since. That's why, for some reason, I've kept it going. Fuck knows why I picked the Italian. I thought it was cool. All Italian singers, I've got Italian names, so they're the best singers. <laughs> Brilliant, man. My real, my real name, my real name's Luke Gibson. Uh, that's that's a pretty cool name for music day. I should have probably just kept that. And I would not bother me conversations with this. Gibby, Gibby. That was my P seven days. I was Gibby. Like, <laughs> when did you start telling folks to call? Start calling you the Fox? Uh, there was a guy at my school that, when he was fifteen, he got a tattoo of a scorpion. He wanted everybody to call him Scorpio because he was asking everybody to call him Scorpio. I know the action man, bad guy. <laughs> Scorpio. Marie, so did you get a manager after you played a certain gig or something? Or is that how that you? Aye, aye. So, and how's that been helping you? Being quality, to be fair, uh, it was after. It's quite a good story, actually. Uh, played by Lewis <coughs> at Princess Street Gardens, and um, like so he got like myself, the Snuts, uh, Mark Sharp is another. Mark Sharp, the bass thieves another band around here. Uh, got us all to play, and it was meant to be my last gig. I was. Deciding to move to Australia with my missus. Oh shit! Prior to this, this was going to be your your final hoorah. That was like I've done it now. I've, I've played Princess Street Gardens with Lewis. Well, ba- basically, I was I was working in this this warehouse, right? And I was like, fucking hating life. And my missus was like, I'm going to Australia. You can come if you want. So I was I started saving money to go to Australia. Mm. I wasn't hundred percent gone yet, but I had to quit the job to play the gig with Lewis because my work wouldn't let me let me go. So I quit my job, got to the gig, I was like, if I've quit my job, may as well just fucking go for this and go to Australia. But as soon as I played the gig, I was like, this is fucking class, man. I want to do this. That is my job. So I've known that job since that day. It was about two years ago now. And I met my manager, like, that day outside the stage. He was just like, wants to, wants to help take it to the next level. He's never been a manager for, but he's, a, he's big in PR and the music scene in Britain. Cool. And for that, it's just been, he's just sort of admit it. Sound as fuck. It's went strength to strength since there then? Definitely. But like even getting it's a bit a bit of strange year to get it by getting the Scottish Breakthrough Award Act mm-hmm. this year. It's just shit hot for me, like. Year before I went to collect Lucy's for him. Aye, well, it was only right, man, it was only fair. The thing is, Lucy's PR guy is my manager. That's the that's the type of stuff he does. He's just like me going to go to collect that award and I said in the stage I'm coming next year for my one. Just plant a seed and then came it fresh. Just a jammy wee bastard, really. That's what it is, but... <laughs> a cunning fox. Exactly. It's all, about, it's all up there. So, where are you in terms of a, 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 an album? To be fair, probably very far off. Um, I think I've got, like... Since lockdown, I've, <coughs> I'd say I've done maybe, like, 20 demos or something. No, no of them are great. No of them are... Some of them are really good. Some of them are shite. But the new I'm just trying to find the direction what I want to go in. Like, the sound of what I want to go in. How, what would you describe your genre? I don't know, to be fair, because before... Now I'm coming into the world of like, you've got to try and please the masses, you've got to kind of go a bit more poppy, you know what I mean? Before I was writing songs for what I like, what I want to listen to, but I know that not everybody wants to listen to what I want to listen to. So you've got to kind of find this, where the line blurs, it's what you like, but at the same time what everybody else likes, because you've got to make money off it. Of course, but, but you still have to, you still have to remain authentic to yourself, otherwise exactly. there's nobody yeah. will believe in it, do you know what I mean? Well, I can't, I can't see myself, I can't see myself singing a big flowery pop song, you know what I mean, that doesn't suit me at all, but I'd love to, 
I just I like see the older the older music that I had was kind of like rhythm and blues and kind of mere rock and roll. I like that kind of style, but you can you can get kind of lost and kind of see me if you play that stuff all the time. So we'll just brought in a uh, boy Kieran McEnany. Plays with Pront- he used to play Pronto Mama. Oh, hi, Kieran. Father son, eh? Hi, man. Kieran's brilliant. He's really he's good. Playing keys with. He's a eh, sound guy too. <coughs> um, but even that, bringing a keyboard in, totally changed the sound. You can. You can do so many different things. Where are you recording the now? Because the recording sound, you sound dead rich. To be honest, uh, the old the old ones were in a boy's shed. Uh, terribly beautiful was in my bedroom with a Mac and a fucking Guitar Hero mic plugged into the USB. Because I didn't have a microphone or any money. That's fucking mad. <laughs> mad. I know, it was a lot of editing going on. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, I done a few with Lewis Gardner. Ah, well. look, I look, Lewis is Lewis is aye, Lewis, Lewis is good at making something sound like that. Definitely, mm-hmm. uh, done Dead Man's Blues with him and Familiar Bliss with him. Mm-hmm. Don't know the, the guy I'm writing with the new Ian Archer. He's a tremendous man. He's uh, he done all the Jake Bug stuff. I can actually see how that would work really well. He's actually the guitarist for Snow Patrol as well. All oh, right, and uh, it was weird. The write the writing process with him was weird because we were. He's like a Northern Irish guy, and he put a microphone in the middle of the room, and I didn't realise. He's just chatting to me about. He's obviously recording. I didn't realise he's recording. He's chatting to me about my life, all my deepest, darkest things, and we spoke for like three years. And I was like, "When the fuck am you writing a song here?" But when we were, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Time, time is money, man." And it <laughs> then he hits hits the space bar, and he's like, "I've just recorded that three-year conversation." And then he goes through. With the mouse and finds things I was saying, he's like, "There's a lyric there. We'll start with that." I'm just like, Whoa. "Wow, it's pretty. That's pretty cool." So it's like everything I'm singing about is, is you couldn't be more real because it's came at my mouth already. Before. That's fucking amazing. The only thing I see if we done that, Jim, we get we get cancelled, man. <laughs> you get the joke. We get we get cancelled. We, like, <laughs> we, we would no longer be a, a thing that could publicly face. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be recording conversations I have with my band like, but with him, I'm, I was prim and proper. Obviously, no, that's a, that's a really really good idea like you, like you said it couldn't be any more authentic then so what do you tend to write about where is where do you pull from I'm quite a, a fucking money d- downbeat bastard to be honest I think like I don't think many of my songs are very happy <laughs> and I'm trying I'm trying to change that I'm trying to be happy because people like happy songs <laughs> but I it's hard know. as fuck to write a happy it song isn't it? and I, I think all the best songs are sad as fuck as well anyway but I don't know I, like I've always used songwriting is like therapy like using it is just like it's even like talking about that guy like I think I love co-writing with people because you get so much shit off your chest and you write it down you make it into a piece of art and then once you've recorded it and it goes out like that's don't know it feels like you've just uh, you've lost a bit of the negative shit that you've had in your life so I do I, I pull it for stuff that I can't talk about and I can't get off my chest but I'd love to write something happy man even even listening to myself talking right now is depressing me. <laughs> Maybe that can be your new, your new lyrics. <laughs> there you go. Hit record. Yeah, so I've got some facts for you here. Tell me this. Did you used to do a bit of the boxing? Fuck's sake. Right. This is... I got ripped to piss you for this for ages, right? Because I done a wee bit, right? When I was like... my bro- Me and my brother used to go to the Basket Boxing Club. And I mentioned this to a journalist at the end of the evening news. And I don't know what he heard come out my mouth, but he's like, put in the paper, like, ex-championship <laughs> boxer, 
Tom's musician. <laughs> World heavyweight champ. And my pal, my pals are like, what are you telling for your fucking heavyweight champ of the world? Something stupid as fuck. Phone the guy like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> Had the hardest man in music. So, I cut my pads, man. That's it. You know what I, mean? I was shite myself to talk to you. Like. That's great, man. That's, that's fucking. That's, uh, oh, that's really funny. That's I really actually went, funny. gone to the books and uh, my, 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 my older my brother, Jordan, he's pretty good. He's four years older than me. I, I went in, so I must have went when I was like 16. Mm-hmm. And I was going in and I was sparring the same guys he was sparring, right? And I was getting like fucked about. I ended up stopping because, like, this, my nose used to be class, man. It's no class anymore. It's like. <laughs> My two two front teeth are fake, like the bottom half of my two front teeth are fake too. And uh, I was getting smashed after these guys who were like 20 year old and I'm 16. And I've, like, after like four weeks, I was like hanging about quitting. I says to the coach, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, you're just putting in with these animals that are smashing me. He's like, what age are you? Like, me and my brother look very similar. Like, what age are you? Like, I'm like 16. He's like, fucking hell, I thought you were twins, man. You just like fed me to the lions. So I quit that because boxing's stupid, man. Just getting punched, punched about for fuck all for free. Aye, you better, better sing some, sing some tunes, man. So, what is the gig in history? You then, like, what's your top show so far? I imagine maybe the lowest one's kind of up there. Aye, I'd say, I'd say that. Supported them at the Barrowlands Day, but I'd say the Princess Street one's the biggest, like, capacity wise, with the nine thousand. Would did you make the Barris playing that? I've shaped myself to be honest. Uh, I didn't really, didn't really get nervous. No, but we just. We, we weren't really allowed to do it with full bands, so it was just me and my guitarist. Ah, oh, worse. And you get getting that, getting that way you're like, especially when you're on before Lewis, and he's got like this big fucking rich sound coming out, and we're just like on the stage with two acoustic guitars. It's like felt a bit like school talent show, but <laughs> but <laughs> uh, it was good, man. Good to be in the, the dressing room and that, where all the big stars have been, obviously. It's got some history of that place. It's amazing, man. I'm sure one day, mate, you'll you'll be there in your own right with the full the full band. On that note. I'm going to leave you there, Luke, because it was an absolute pleasure to talk to the heavyweight champion of the world, the fucking cunning fox, <laughs> the man with the big voice. The Bathgate Basher. The Bathgate Basher. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, mate, it was lovely to speak to you, Luke. Oh, man. Well, nice to speak to you, mate. Ah, uh, you too, boys. Bye, right, cheers for coming on. N- nice, nice to meet you. Nice chat with a look there, Jamie, yeah? Aye, that was good. I really like talking to Luke. He's a good voice, eh? He's got a great voice, man. Really good voice. I've a couple of songs, but it's good. One thing I was trying to do this week was trying to live uh, as cheaply as possible, like for food. So, like, obviously, because I'm vegan or whatever. Well, not whatever. I am vegan. Uh, <laughs> stuff can be, like, really expensive. Like, mm-hmm. I think the other week I bought, like, vegan pastrami. It was, like, six quid or something like that. So, this week... I wanted to do the minimum that I could do, and it was like seven quid for a full week's worth of food from from the little. Aye, fruit, vegetables, and pasta. Vegetables, pasta. Uh, made a chili soup, big bowl of soup, a curry, beans and toast. Easy. Aye, I, I, I could. Uh, I don't spend that much on food either. Like get a big, 
bag of couscous. I I like like the like spend so so much on food, and then I, I was like realizing that I was doing it. I wanted to just see see how much it was, and uh, I think I might. And and has your experience been any different? Like, uh, do you feel like you're less full? Nah, not at all. Like, uh, there's probably weeks where I have done this. It's just I never live, like sit down and go right cool. I'm going to try and do this. I just like get stuff as I go, but uh, <laughs> I do like going to like Marks and Spencers and shit. And oh, Mister M and S. The finer shops in life. Waitrose. That's that's me over two weeks. Vegetarian. Good going. You feel you feel any benefits? I don't know. Well, I've had to have, had to have a nap. Yesterday afternoon and this morning. <laughs> <laughs> How much running had you been doing? I've been getting up early and going to bed late, so that could. Could could uh, that that'll do it? I could contribute. To <laughs> being tired. That's one way to get tired, eh? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you missing any any of the meat at all? Any of that that good chow? When I went to get milk for the for the shop, my eyes were pure drawn to the to like the like coronation chicken <laughs> wraps. So I think like the ones that are just in the fridge, the ones that are pushed that one sixty nine or whatever. Aye, aye. And that looked Don't. that looked really good. I'd like to hear one of your uh, Jamie's journals about your your veganism. I might start putting in some of my some of my recipes. I mean, should I give us a little taste? And I what, what is one of your recipes? What have you been having? We crack an egg, put it in the bowl, in the microwave for one minute. Oh, what is it? See, like the McDonald's ones, it just cooks it in a circle. Oh, that sounds fucking rank, just cook man. Cook it in the pan. Why would you cook it in a microwave? Well, it's just like the same as scrambling it, but. Why would you cook scrambled eggs in the microwave as well? <laughs> Why are you putting I any eggs in the microwave? <laughs> Stop putting it in the microwave. Why? <laughs> I just, I, I just think it's right. Okay, right. I, w- I wouldn't, I wouldn't write down any of my recipes. <laughs> <laughs> Due to the backlash you might face, <laughs> I repulsed. You don't want, want to hear what I put brown sauce on. Aye, save that for, save that for the the third book. Your 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 full recipe book. I call that now. I've got you. I'm about to repulse you. <laughs> Written by Jamie Keenan. You do the book tour of local uh, service stations. Because <laughs> that's how you can cook all your meals. Uh, before we go, once again, we love to round off and speak to you guys directly. Is all the merch sold out? Aye, all the merch are sold out. There will be new merch on sale at the end of March. So you see that there. We we, we sell merch. Quicker than you can say, gotcha. <laughs> um, so, sadly, the merch is gone, but thank you for those who have bought it. Big one this week. I've seen a lot of people talking about it on social media saying if there's anything to spend your money on, it's got to be the LaFontaine's uh, Patreon account. 100%. i seen uh, Sean Ryder from Happy, Happy Mondays. He went on a a Facebook Live talking about it so thank you Sean we appreciate the support there <laughs> um, very cool uh, John Bishop as well comedian John Bishop <laughs> he was also tweeting about it shouts to John John's actually tweeted a few times about us which is pretty sound and <laughs> and the weirdest one I think Paris St. Germain <laughs> it was Paris St. Germain the full team. Now the weirdest one uh, is definitely got to be um, Halle Berry, Hollywood actress Halle Berry, who actually donated fifteen dollars. Whoa! So thank you, Halle. Uh, please keep keep telling everybody 
Word is spreading. Yeah, we appreciate every every single cent. <laughs> what is the address? What is the address they can get us at this? Patreon.com forward slash the Lafontaines. You can donate for as little as a pound. So Halle Berry knows it, Sean Ryder knows it, John, uh, Bishop. John Bishop John, John Bishop, Bishop knows it. You need to know it now. Bishy boy. You need to know it. Bishy boy, we bishy. So uh, Bish Bish uh, Bosh. Bish Bash Bosh, as you say. So once again, <laughs> it's been lovely speaking to you all. We love you dearly. Peace, love, and unity. And as we say in the podcast, good night, Vienna. <laughs> <laughs> good night, Vienna. Good night, Vienna. Good night. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.